I want to be your real estate resource. Welcome to Your Real Estate Resource, a show dedicated entirely to the subject of real estate. I'm your host, Steve Ravithis with Ravithis Realty, and today we have on with us Nate LeMay from A Plus HVAC. Uh, Nate has been in the HVAC business for over 20 years. Uh, he is a third generation uh, worker in this industry. So Nate, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Hey, uh, how about just a little bit of uh, a background uh, on your company for our listeners? So we started a business, me and my wife, about 2006 out of our house in Springfield. Um, it was only about a 12-foot by 24-foot shed, and uh, we took our, our porch, and uh, we turned that into an office off the side of the house. And uh, as we grew along the ways, we made our way out to Westfield, Massachusetts, and uh we're now in a 8,000 square foot space. We got about 2,000 um, square feet of office space and about 6,000 uh, feet of warehouse. Uh, my brother and my sister were able to come aboard as well. Uh, so my brother's the general manager. My sister runs the, the finance and uh, me and my wife work on the sales part of it. And uh, we have about 20 employees. So we're, we're uh, doing just about anything and everything in HVAC between yeah. furnaces, um, boilers, oil, propane, and gas. Very cool. Very yeah. cool. A lot of a lot of growth. Thank you. Um, and third generation is is pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, so, do you get to work with your grandfather or, or your dad at any point? Or I, I actually did. I, I got to spend uh, one job. My dad had got a side job, and uh, I spent time with my grandfather. And it was kind of funny. We had a stick ruler. I'll remember this to the day I die, but. Yeah. Uh, he said, be careful with this stick ruler because you'll break it. And, uh, of course, I went off, took the stick ruler, and what I do, I ended up breaking it. Yeah. And uh, my grandfather was so so kind to me after I thought I was going to be in big trouble. But, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's, he, he pretty much said, uh, you know, but that was a great experience. It, it, was, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, not too many people get to do that. No, no. So, uh, you know, you touched on a little bit about the different services that you offer, but let's just go a full breath of, of everything that you guys do. Right, so fuel types that you work with, it sounded like gas and oil. Mm -hmm. And right? propane. And propane, Yep. okay. And then as far as the heating and cooling systems, give us a little breakdown on those. So forced hot air okay. would be your ductwork. Um, forced hot water would be your boiler and then steam systems. Uh, you're looking at the new mini splits, the ductless mini splits, anything that has to do with heat pumps. And we also do a little bit of light commercial too, so also rooftop units for uh, commercial buildings too. Okay. And, and uh, all of those systems we can add uh, air conditioning to, and we can put those a AC units outside the condensing units. You guys do all of that as well. Absolutely. Yep. Okay. Um, so you talked about, I think it was your sister doing the, the financing end of this. Yeah. Um, so obviously the prices for this stuff can go all across the board. Do you guys offer financing on it? or? So we do. We have, we have our own financing um, company, Green Sky, and then we also have our beautiful state of Massachusetts offers Mass Save where if you qualify in the areas that you have a municipality of or, or you have um, Columbia Gas, um, Eversource, or um, Natural Grid, and they all qualify, or the customer can qualify for a 0% loan for 84 months. Okay. 
So that, that, that's a good little option right there. Yeah, it sure is. Mass save. So what do I have to do to apply for the mass save stuff? So it's a little bit of a process. I, I love the fact that my wife actually takes care of it all in-house. Um, she gets the customers going, and uh, basically, if there's any paperwork, she gets it into the mass save sometimes for the customers if they can't do it themselves, and she kind of expedites the process, makes it easy for our customers. Is there any types of rebates through Mass Save for the actual equipment itself, or is it just the loans that they do, or how does all that work? Absolutely, great question. Is the highest we can get on rebates is up to around twenty-five, maybe a little bit more, but about twenty-five hundred, depending on the system that's installed. Okay, so that is a uh, a piece of equipment that has to meet certain regulations. It's not like you have to use this brand or anything. It just has to meet these standards. Yeah, it doesn't have to be a certain brand. They're looking for uh, efficiency ratings. So on furnaces, it's 96% or higher. Uh, boilers, we're looking about 90% or higher. And then on the steam, I want to believe we're around 84, 85% efficient for steam boilers. Okay. So anything that meets those criteria have you guys install it and go to a rebate through uh, MassSafe. Yep. And the great thing, too, Steve, is that they have um, the heat pump systems with the our, we sell Mitsubishi, but um, they have great incentives as those as well because now you can uh, supplement your oil heat with, your, um, with the heat pump system. So they're giving tremendous rebates back on that. I think one of our customers actually uh, got about almost close to $7,000 back on that system. Okay. So that there's a, it varies. To, everybody's applications, uh, it depends on their situation. Okay. So let's assume we're building new construction. Mm. Uh, and you've got your choice of, of fuel. You've got your choice of heating system. Uh, you, you, know, you could do whatever you want. What type of system are you going to? Uh, and, and what is the thought process behind why? So, so if it was my home, uh, <laughs> HVAC guy, I, I'd probably go all out. Um, and it, it all depends on what town you're living into. But if, if it was a town, it would be gas, natural gas. Um, I would most likely not put a forced hot water system in, uh, which is a boiler. And then I'd put hydro air units in that, that are run off the boiler. So there's hot water coils. And there's a circulator pump that calls, and then the, it runs through the hot water coil. The fan kicks on and blows. But also the, the nice thing about the forced hot water system is that I can put loops in where I can put a radiant loop in the bathroom so the tile floors are nice and warm. I can put a radiant loop in the basement. I can even put my driveway if I want to. So if I never wanted to shovel my driveway ever yeah. again. Yeah. So that, that, that's like endless possibilities. So that's the Cadillac system. And, and when you're talking about that system, are you talking when you're talking about those water loops? Is that still so that you're you're passing air through it? So this is for a duct system where you can do that too, or it, it, there'd be no ducts involved in that system. So what it is is the hot water loop comes to the hot water coil, mm -hmm. and then you have a blower section that actually blows the air across that hot water coil, and then it's it's called an air it's called a hydro air unit. But it's basically an air handler, and then you add ducts absolutely to that, and you branch off. All right, and then so for the cooling part of that, absolutely, it, it, are you are you not, you not using cold water through those same loops or anything like that? It's just a condensing unit, just like a normal cooling so, system. Yep, same thing. You can you can put a condenser unit outside, um, and then you have you have your hot water coil, and then you have your uh, your cooling coil. All right, so you're you're using gas and you're doing hot water with ducks. Seems complicated. It, it gets a little complicated, but it, it, it'd be a nice system. It, yes. 
So one of the questions that you, you had on uh, you had supplied me with is load calculations, mm. right? So you're doing a new construction. You're, I'm assuming these are talking about normal duct system. Let's talk about load calculations and why they're so important. Great question. So a load calculation, the way I look at it is, is like a doctor um, wouldn't do surgery on you unless they did an x-ray. So whether it's new construction, whether it's an existing home, we always go in, we measure up the house. We make sure that we take the square footage of that house, we take the R value in the walls, we check the windows, we check the um, which way the house is actually facing, north, south, east, west, and I have a write-soft program that I put in my computer, and what ends up happening is I know from room by room how much air I need, how much, CF, how much CFM, and how much heat and cooling I need in that space. So if there was ever a problem or a customer uh, needed us for some reason, that this gives me that data to say, okay, all right, this is how much air I need in this space, right? So how do you, like you said, how does a doctor do surgery without an x-ray? It's the same for us. How do we do our work 100% without knowing the full data? You know, so it's, it takes all the guesswork out of it. And since we started the business back in 2006, we've done every home and every job with a low calculation, we haven't had any issues between heat or cooling in those homes. So for people who already have a house, it's already got the ducts and system breaks down, need a new furnace. You're going to go through that same process, even though all the ducts are in place, because you got to figure out what size unit to put in the basement type of thing? Absolutely, because a lot of these duct systems have, um, the way they designed the ductworks back then was they reduced the duct down as they took the, the takeoffs off. So it's actually a poor design. A lot of these systems were designed for heat only. They weren't designed for AC. So what ends up happening is we're going to add AC to that system, and now the ducts are undersized, especially a lot of times with the, with the systems. It's the return that's undersized. And not only the return, but a lot of times they put all the supply registers on the inside wall instead of the outside wall. So what ends up happening is we want, we want to create a curtain um, on the outside wall, so a heat barrier, so you don't feel that cold air coming in on you, and having that air circulate throughout and come back to the thermostat at the at the right temperature in the home. So there's a, there's a couple things that could be going on in, in these older homes. Yeah, where you might want to move. So if you got you know uh, those registers closer to the middle of your house and you're designing a new system, you might want to try and get those to the edges of the property. That's right. Gotcha. Um, what are some of the things that can go wrong with, with these systems when you get the no heat calls? Uh, what, what are the most typical things that you're seeing? So a lot, it, it's interesting, especially with the newer systems. So you have a lot of pressure switches in there now. There's a lot of the, your computer boards, um, it's high static pressure. Uh, so the, the, there's a combination of a few things. The high limit goes off because there's not enough air getting it across the, the heat exchanger. So what ends up happening is that limit trips, and then you have a fault code that comes up. So it could be a dirty air filter. Um, it could be maybe a bad gas valve. Um, it could be a, a few things that are going on out there, or maybe even a bad computer board. The heat exchangers themselves, can they fail, crack? What, what? They do, and, and that, that has to do with um, a lack of airflow across the heat exchanger as well. Sometimes what happens is back in the old days is bigger was better, and what ends up happening is you have a, a, a heating system that's oversized. So then when the air comes off, it's not 
enough air to blow across the heat exchanger to cool the system down. So what happens is you go from hot to cold, hot to cold, and you got metal in there. It keeps on expanding, contract, expanding, contract, and then what ends up happening is the heat exchanger ended up cracking. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Can now that can that part be replaced, or are you going to need a whole new system at that point? You can replace that part. It gets a little expensive, especially with the newer systems because you have a secondary heat exchanger. Um, so what they want, the manufacturer wants you to do is replace both at the same time. So you could be looking anywhere between fifteen hundred bucks or more. And a lot of times with the incentives and everything that's going on, you just, just new. yeah, yeah. Listen, obviously a ton that we can talk about in this. We're coming up against the first break. Uh, if people have additional questions for you, they want to get in touch with you, have you take a look at their system, they're having a problem with their system. What's the best way to get in touch with you guys? Just call our office, 413-562-0054. And that's our office at 413-562-0054. Awesome, Nate. Thanks so much, guys. As always, if you've got any real estate-related questions, uh, you know somebody would be a great future guest for us. We'd, we'd love to hear about uh, from you. Uh, you're looking to buy, sell, invest, or maybe even get into this uh, crazy uh, real estate game and sales, uh, we'd love to hear from you. And you can reach out to me and my team at 413-998-7466, 413-998-7466. We'll be right back with Nate LeMay from A Plus HVAC. Hi from North Point Mortgage, your local mortgage lender. We cater to first-time home buyers offering a full range of loan programs including USDA, VA, FHA, and mass housing. With state-of-the-art technology, we streamline the mortgage process for you. North Point has offices throughout New England including West Springfield, Rocky Hill, and Sturbridge. Please contact Melissa Ostrander at 413-977-8155 or at mortgageswithmelissa.com. I look forward to hearing from you. Melissa Ostrander, MLS number 1396546, North Point, MLS 1515. Are you thinking about selling a piece of real estate in the next three to six months but aren't sure where to get started? I'm Steve Ravithis. I run Ravithis Realty, and we would love to talk to you about how we can position your property to get top dollar. Our team of experts can help you make the appropriate repairs, stage the property, and make the property stand out online with professional photography and videography. Please give us a call at 413-998-7466. That's 413-998-7466 and talk to one of our listing specialists. Attention Massachusetts and Connecticut homeowners, 2019 is shaping up to be a fantastic real estate market. I'm Steve Ravithis, I run Ravithis Realty, and we focus on Western Massachusetts and Northern Connecticut. Let us help you sell and get top dollar while the market's still hot. Call us at 413-998-7466. That's 413-998-7466. Who you choose to work with matters, and we wanna be your real estate resource. Are you thinking about purchasing real estate in the next three to six months, but aren't sure where to get started? I'm Steve Ravithis. I run Ravithis Realty, and we love educating people about the home buying process. We want to be your real estate resource, from helping you find the properties to aligning you with the best local lenders, inspectors, and attorneys to facilitate your transaction. Please give us a call at 413-998-7466. That's 413-998-7466, and talk to one of our buyer specialists. Welcome back to your real estate resource. I'm your host, Steve Ravithis. And again, we've got with us Nate LeMay from A Plus HVAC. Welcome back, man. Thank you. Hey, uh, how about biggest misconception that you see uh, either in your industry or just with your company itself? So basically, what gets confused is that we don't do forced hot water systems. We don't work on boilers. And we do everything in the HVAC industry. Okay. All cooling 
all heating types, all fuel types. There's really, if it has to do with heating or cooling, you guys can handle it. We can handle it. Yeah. And you do, uh, we were talking in the break, you guys do uh, complete service and uh, new installs and retrofitting. That's right, Steve. Yeah. Nothing that you guys can't handle there. Nope. Um, let's talk about the, the process of me bringing out, uh, bringing you guys out for a project. Let's let's say I've got an old steam mm-hmm. uh, radiator system. I want to switch over to a, a gas forced air system. What does that process look like? How long does the whole thing take? So the call, great question. The call comes in to my wife, Lisa. She takes the call. She has a, a few questions that she needs to ask the customer just to qualify everything, make sure that the uh, design consultant has all the information he needs, um, ends up getting dispatched. It usually takes around 60 to 90 minutes through the whole process, depending on um, what we have to look at for the homeowner. And that's time at the house. That's time at the house, okay. right? And then... Um, we actually get a price right there for the customers as well. That day. You don't have to go back to the office and calculate it all up. You should have a number right then and there. That's right. We have a software built in that we can take all the uh, the equipment, material, labor, everything, put it all together, send in an email to the customer while we're sitting at the dinner table. Okay. And let's, let's assume, uh, you know, I've met with a couple other people. I like your number. I like the way that you guys present. And I say, go ahead. Mm. How long before the work gets done typically? So normally, if it's our busy season, uh, we're looking probably about within a couple of weeks or so. Okay. Um, if it's if it's an emergency, there's no heat. What we ha- we do is we provide heaters for our customers, uh, so that way they're they're not without heat. Um, sometimes that works. Sometimes it doesn't. If it doesn't work, we'll actually try to fit them in for a Saturday or Sunday deal. Okay. Um, how about the uh, the fuel types? You know, oil versus gas. What are the pros and cons? I can't believe it's all negative when it comes to oil, but maybe you'll, you'll have to <laughs> say otherwise. What are your, your thoughts on the fuel types? So oil, I'll give oil this, is that you're going to get your biggest bang for your BTUs. So it burns the hottest. Um, uh, oil, it, it's, it's like anything. If you spill it, you get EPA involved. It becomes toxic. Um, your efficiency rating on oil, at best, you're somewhere around 85 to 87 so for natural gas, it's cleaner. A lot of people like to work with it. Uh, you, you don't come out black at the end of the day uh, for cleaning that furnace out. Yep. And uh, for the gas side, you're looking as low as 90% all the way up to 98% efficient. So you, you only got, with some of these systems, about 2% loss that's going out your chimney. Wow. Yeah. That's all the direct vent stuff now. That is. Right? Yeah. So. Is anybody? Is there anything that's not a direct vent at this point for a yeah, new system? Yeah, we still have the eighty percent natural gas um, because in a lot of places, your condos and in other buildings, there's some restrictions. So what ends up happening is you got a furnace that's in a closet about this size, and you have nowhere to drain the water. So what happens with these ninety percent efficient furnaces? It condenses the flue gases, and that flue gases actually travels back down the flue pipe back into the furnace and drains into a condensate pump and then you got to drain it out so what happens with these condos you got to try to find somewhere to drain it you can't drain it outside in the winter time because then the thing will freeze so it's best off just putting that 80 percent efficient furnace back in its place okay that makes sense um let's talk smart tech and thermostats and mm. you know 
just educate the listeners a little bit about what the options are and, and maybe where you see it all going. Yeah, um, I see it all being one shop, one stop shop of full automating. I mean, you you see besides HVAC, your your refrigerators now, all your compliances, even your television will ask if uh, you know Alexa can turn it on, and and I see that's where it's going. Even with our, the HVAC systems, we have Wi-Fi T stats now, where um, you get a message. If your system's down for um, from your phone, so let's say your heat goes out, um, immediately it'll tell you, hey, there's a problem, you know. And the, and the beauty of it is, is that you'll get a, a message at 9 o'clock when it goes out in the morning instead of at 5 o'clock when you're coming home late at night. You don't want to deal with no heat call. So you can call your HVAC company right away and let them know. Yeah, well, you guys are actually available. Yeah. So you're not, not paying emergency rates. That's right. Um, anything, you know, obviously setting these thermostats, come on this time, go off this time. I want it to be this, t- uh, you know, temperature when I come home, any other smart features that you're starting to see in, in these systems or. Well, it, a lot of these thermostats now have adaptive learning. And what that is, is they start to know your patterns. So the, they, they, it's almost like there's a monitoring device in there and, or even as you're setting the temperature in your house, let's say you set the temperature down a couple degrees when you leave, it starts to to adapt and memorize what you're doing. So when you leave that house, for instance, my, my thermostat goes back to about 65 degrees when I'm not home, and then somehow, some way, well, it knows my patterns. Yeah. As I'm coming home, about a half an hour before I'm coming home, it's actually turning on to 68, 70 degrees. Get Are the you house seeing present. anything that knows when you're home or not yet? Anything integrated to that point? Uh, I, th- I think um, just because of Google, yeah. I mean, it's it's interesting. You walk into a store you or even Amazon, for that matter, you look one thing up, and then all of a sudden you see your phone start binging. Yeah. And, and, and I think that's where the technology is headed, it's absolutely. Headed. yeah. Um, you know, during the break, we were talking a little bit about filters. I, yep. I, you know, I've always seen, you know, I've, I've replaced a lot of filters in my day. I own some investment property, a lot of one-inch filters. Mm. Uh, and you were really high on the four-inch filters. So just a quick education on, on that. And can we retrofit uh, a system that's got a one-inch filter? Great question. So the one-inch the, the one inch filter is you only have about one inches of thick of material, right? So in the industry standard, once that filter's clogged up, it, well, it clogs up in about a month time. That's about what you get for a life expectancy on a one-inch filter. Once that happens, that filter's no good at that point. And a lot of times customers will see that that filter is actually bowed into the fan. That means that that filter has been struggling and blocking the airflow. What happens with the four-inch filter is now you have more surface area. So you have a lot more air and a lot more debris that can collect in there that won't cause as much restriction on that. So you get about six months on the four-inch and one month on the on the one-inch filter. And then your retrofit question is yep. that absolutely any time that you have uh, a one-inch filter, we're able to modify because we have a full duct shop that we can uh, modify ductwork to fit that four-inch filter. Any other things that people should be aware of on the uh, on the forced air duct systems? You know, we talked about the heat exchangers, talked about keeping the filters and clean. Anything else on those systems? That it's really just getting your system maintained yearly. I mean, it. it I, I express to my customers that you know when you have a car, right? Every three to five thousand miles, you get an oil change. Why? You know, to keep that engine running, right? To keep it clean. Same thing with your home. A lot of times it's because it's out of sight, out of mind. We forget about it. But that's the guy that's running 24-7. 
uh, all the time, especially if you have AC or if you have heat, that's that guy's running 24-7 and nobody ever maintains it. Yeah. Uh, let's just get in-depth a little bit on the boilers. Um, I know you guys work on them, obviously. Um, some of the common things that you're seeing with failures or people that got to watch out for on, on the boiler systems. So on the, on the boiler side, I would say mainly if it's anything, it would be steam more so um, just because you have that. A lot of times people don't have the automatic water fill, so they have to go down, they have to fill it up, and they may forget to fill it up. And what ends up happening is that boiler runs out of water, that burner is burning into that heat exchanger, so it doesn't keep the heat exchanger cool enough, and then it ends up cracking, and then you have to replace that boiler prematurely. So those autofills, and you're you're telling me about a scenario where what the autofill might not be the best case, right? Yeah, in certain situations with these older homes, um, they get a lot of them in, in the forest park area. Sometimes the return lines go under the ground in the concrete, so the pipe could be cracked or broken. So you could be leaking water and you not know it, and you could be just spending a lot of, on your water bill. Um. We haven't hit much on the mini splits and the ductless systems. Maybe just a quick education. I know you guys handle these. Mm. Uh, quick education on you know best cases uh, for using them and, and maintenance and that type of thing on the mini splits. So I, I believe there's an application for everything. Um, the mini splits work great for homes that just have uh, forced uh, hot water systems, which are boilers and steam as well, especially in the older homes um, where you can't get ductwork in there. And... Uh, you want central air. Uh, they also work really great if you have an oil-fired system because now you can supplement that mini split with the heat pump system. So you have a system that can heat all the way down to negative 13 degrees outside and be very efficient, maintain a COP of four, which is four times more efficient than electric heat with only a COP of one. So in and huge rebates, again, on, on those kind of systems as well. Splits, yeah. Mm. So we'll end with those heat pumps. Uh, at the break, we were talking about a little issue that I had with an, a heat pump at uh, a condo that I had used to mm. in Connecticut. But you said that they've come a long way, and um, they're really starting to rival some of the best systems out there. That it, it, You're absolutely right. Back then, they only had them heating down to about 30 degrees outside, where now, like I said, Mitsubishi, they will actually lock out at 18, negative 18 degrees. But they'll they'll advertise at negative thirteen degrees, so they'll still push out a good amount of heat up to about five degrees. They're still pushing out a hundred percent of their capacity, which is just impressive. And, uh, easily maintained system, or not much can go wrong with those systems. Or? Well, it's like anything. There's pros and cons. Great efficiency wise, you got to maintain them every year because now you got a head that's inside, okay. um, especially for the cooling side. If you don't keep it clean you could have a unwanted waterfall in your home. So it, it's important that you want to maintain that every year. Yeah. Listen, Nate, ton of great information Thank all you. around on the, on the HVAC stuff. I really appreciate you coming on the show and yeah. sharing your knowledge. Um, look, if people have additional questions, they want to get their system looked at, they might need a new system or repair, what's the best way for them to get in touch with you? Call us at our office, 413-562-0054. Uh, once again, Call us at the office, 413-562-0054. Thanks so much, man. Thank Guys, you, Steve. As always, if you have any real estate-related questions, uh, if you're looking to buy, sell, invest in real estate, or maybe even get into this crazy industry and get your salesperson's license, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, you can reach out to me or my team at 
413-998-7466. Again, that's 413-998-7466. Maybe you've got a future guest suggestion or some questions that you'd just like to see answered on the show. We'd love to do that for you. As always, I'm Steve Ravithis, and I want to be your real estate resource. Thanks for listening to the Steve